Welcome to EM Healing, which is hosted by myself, Mahatma Star Seed. And when you dive into our episodes, you are going to be inspired to grow, to shift, to reflect on your inner wealth. If you are looking to find a new way of living, you have found it. So enjoy this wonderful episode that we're tuning into right now. Hello, great day. Welcome, welcome. Tuning in to EM Healing with Mahatma Starseed. And as usual, you know, I always bring a guest with me as much as I can because when when we learn together, we grow together, and then we get to play the wealth together. So I want to welcome our co-host today, Roly. She's going to share with you who she is and why she's here. Take it away. Good morning, and thank you so much for having me today. And I'm really excited to be here and to be able to share with you. So Gigado Miguin Quay is my spirit name. And um, and I got that, that name from an elder who, um, when I initially got the name, was, oh my gosh, I'm the person who talks too much in the room. And that's why that spirit name came forward. But as I grew with that and moved forward is that um, I knew that that was the name that spirit gave me because it allows me to, um, to share my wisdom and my knowledge and my experiences with, um, with women around the world. So um, how did I come to be where I am right now is that my background has been working in mental health and addictions for years. I grew up as a child um, of an alcoholic um, and we've had many different experiences in our home with the dysfunction of um, just having addictions in our home in the first place. And I was fortunate to grow without having any addictions to alcohol or, um, or drugs. However, I've still, even growing up, still was connected to people who had addictions and still had um, family members that had addiction issues. And so it was all part of that, that process and that growth. And so I was able to use those things that I had, um, that I had personally experienced and bring them forward into, um, into my daily life and my daily practice. And some days I get stuck, same as everyone else, as we grow and as we move. However, um, that is definitely something that we, um, and that's the whole purpose of our souls having our experiences, right? So it's not that it's not a one and done experience that we have in our life. We are here for a lifetime and we are um, souls having a human experience. And um, the first time that I heard that quote, it rang ever so truly because it really is one of the things that we are doing is being able to bring forward um, whatever our soul's journey and our soul's purpose was is where it is that we're at. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Thank you so much for uh, sharing a piece of who you are and how you've, how you've gained to, to be in the collective energy that you are today. I'll give you that little hindsight. Uh, today's 
episode, you know, or basically this season has been about bonding. And I love being able to have the co-hosts that come on to, to really pick how they want this to unfold because we get to, you know, heal at the door, right? I, I want to create a healing experience from the door. And a lot of times our world doesn't allow us so much space to be like, all right, you want to be here, but what do you want to do? So like, that's my healing modality. Like, okay, come and talk. I know I can talk. I know I can ask questions, but I want to help you and I be able to come and comfortably and open up our conversation comfortably. So I, I was, uh, I was happy that you were like, well, I'm, I'm pretty open, fair game. Like, let's, let's, let's talk some, uh, healing conversations. You're free to ask me some questions. And, uh, those sounds for me tell me how, uh, how much of a star seed that you are, uh, or accepting of your star seed energy. Cause we're all star seeds. It's just, you know, where you are at that in, in your realization. And for those of you that are wondering, you know, what is a star seed? And I've been coming on here saying Mahatma star seed. I don't know if I've really shared so much about what star seed means for me. And uh, star seed just means that, you know, we are from the stars, you know, we're the dust of the stars. And I was uh, not just me, but our spirit was seeded into this vessel. So, you know, I'm a star and I'm a seed of the stars. So star seed is where that resonates for me. And it seems to be something that has color, that has caught on like wildfire across the world. And I'm definitely happy that I started attaching myself to that phrase way before it became a thing. So I always like to say, I can see myself as a trendsetter. And I wanted to let you know, uh, Roly, that uh, because I'm re- I was reading your bio about what your spirit name means, which I think is beautiful, by the way. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, talking feather woman. I need you to know, I have so many feathers, like... <laughs> I collect feathers every time I go to the beach. Um, really, every time spirit gives it to me, it doesn't matter where I'm at. But definitely on the beach is where that I get a plethora of um, spiritual engagements with the feathers. Uh, and I, I really enjoy that unfolding. So I wanted to ask you, like, as you started to engage with uh, accepting your spirit more, what do you feel were the things, were the steps that helped you to open up the way that you did to become more of who you are today, if that makes sense? Yeah, it definitely does. And so um, one of the things that I kind of um, struggled with initially was that, um, so I grew up Catholic. And, um, and one of the things that I had was that, that, um, that connection with God and the church and, and all the rules that come with that. And so, but then there were different things that would happen or that would be said that it's like, okay, that doesn't feel like what it is that I, it doesn't resonate for me. It doesn't feel right for me. And um, later I discovered that, um, cause at the time growing up, I didn't know that I am Métis, which is um, a combination of um, the early settlers um, with, the Aboriginal um, community in in our in our um, country, 
And so one of the things that I um, started doing was exploring that part of spirituality and being able to learn a little bit more about how to be able to connect with, uh, with myself and how that connection was and where things didn't resonate. It allowed me to be able to kind of tap into some of those things. And so one of the things that I always say to people is, um, and apparently it has become an idiom of mine is take what you need and leave the rest because it is something that is so truly important. So whatever it is that resonates for you, if it resonates for you right now, then, then absorb it and take it and make it your own. And if it doesn't resonate for you, then just set it aside. It may come back to you later but it's definitely something that um, allows you to be able to have that growth and have that ability of being able to um, be strong and connect with um, connect with who you are and what your intentions are. And so when I first started exploring my, um, my, my spirit name, I actually, um, the, the elder had provided me, gave me, gifted me a feather. So he gifted me a feather and he said, here you go, this is, and in from our, our culture, that is when you're, when you're gifted an eagle feather, then that is a true honor. And so it's like, I knew how honorable that was. And so I took the feather and I put it away and I had stuck it in the filing cabinet. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. And I just kind of let it sit because it's like, I don't know what it is that I'm supposed to do with this feather. And so for years, I still, I practiced my spirit name. I um, and tried to work on being able to embody it. But initially it was kind of like I said um, at the beginning is that when he gifted me my spirit name, I'm the, I'm the person in the room who's asking all the questions. Well, why? What's going on? How come that happened? And I'm the one who's, who's like, so they're providing a teaching. And so um, I had another elder that had taught me many years later that one of the things that she said is we were taught that when the elders are giving a teaching, you don't ask why, you don't ask any questions, you just sit and you just sit quiet and you absorb. And when you're, you're meant to know whatever it is, well, I'm not that type of person. <laughs> I need to know, I want to know, and I want to understand. And um, so I thought that was actually kind of funny. So when he initially um, gifted me my, my name, when Spirit came forward and gave him my name, I was like, oh my gosh, he thinks that I talk too much. And like, this is the reason why I got this name and talking feather woman has to do because the um, Quay means woman. And so, and um, uh, Miguin means feather. And so the Gigudo was the talking and I'm like, uh Oh, uh Oh, <laughs> and so it, I was, I was focused on the talking. Mm-hmm. And then as things kind of progressed and probably about, um, I'm going to guess it was probably about six years ago now that at this point I, um, I was then, I get lots of messages through the middle of the night. Like that's when I get my, um, and I always have, I just didn't realize that that was my messages from spirit because I'm very active. My brain is very active. So during the day, I don't get a whole lot of messaging stuff during the day simply because I'm just too busy. I'm in my head and I've got too many things going on. Um, and so one of the things that, um, that had happened is that I was awakened in the middle of the night with a, Talking Feather Woman simply means that I am to share and I am to um, gift all of my knowledge and my experience to whoever it is, which is something that I had already been doing. So I had already been working in the field of mental health and addiction and had been working with with people that were struggling with different aspects of their life and um, different components of whatever it is that had happened. And 
when I actually look back at all of the experiences that I've experienced, there was a lot of things that I could actually relate to. I've had, um, I've been sexually abused. I've had, as I said at the beginning, I was in a, I'm um, an adult child of an alcoholic. Um, There was some dysfunctional dynamics going on in our home. Um, I've had um, a number, I've, I've been in domestic violent relationships and so like I had all of these different experiences and all these different things that were going on. But when I was working with my clients, I had that um, empathy. I had that understanding of where it is that the clients were coming from. And, um, and it gave me some different insight and it gave me a different opportunity to be able to. And then again, because of the number of clients that I had worked with, that I was able to use some of the examples that were going on with certain clients. And it's like, hey, so this this is one of the strategies that somebody used that worked really well for them because not all strategies are going to work um, for everybody. And that's where the biggest part of that is take it and leave the rest. So I have a whole um, plethora of tools in my toolbox that I share with my clients. And so some of them work, some of them don't. And if one doesn't work, then we're going to find the next one to be able to try and help you figure out which one is it that's going to work for you. Or maybe it's one tool that we need to have a tweak and we have to kind of go with that. And so um, being able to like step into that, that part of who my soul is and what it is that's coming forward is extremely important. And um, so with all of the craziness of the world and, um, and the pandemic and all the, the shifting and changes that we've had to um, endure in different um, in different regions and different um, countries globally is that um, one of the things that I was so blessed to be able to have experienced was a um, a podcast or not a podcast but a um, a webinar where they actually had brought in a number of different elders from different parts of the, different parts of the world so they were coming in from different countries and they all had their own experiences they all had their own cultures and they all had their own messaging but the whole point point of all the messaging was that we actually were starseeds and that was where it was like oh my gosh this is something that i have been working towards and understanding and and learning and trying to understand more of and you've got all these um these people from all these different cultures coming together and saying the exact same thing. So all of these elders that were coming forward and, and talking about their experiences, their teachings, and the way that their grandparents um, or their elders um, had taught them about um, what star seeds were and where our souls come from and what the stars represent and what it all means. And it was like so miraculous that it was like it was like those that that bell of like ding ding ding, you got the answer, you know, it's like you've got it. And so like it's just so incredible. And the fact that that's exactly what it is that you're talking about is that we're, we come from those stars, right? So we, we descend from those stars and that's who we are and, um, and where, we get to, where we get to be and return when we have fulfilled what it is that we need to fulfill here on this earth, on this plane. Yes. Thank you. Like, that was beautiful. Um, uh, share and being a speak about you know pushing yourself forward and being being intentional enough to know that there's when someone names you that or speaks towards your spirit that there's something uh very great about what they're saying and um 
And sometimes it can be taken, you know, the wrong way. And, and that, so I appreciate you showing the, you know, the option of another choice and coming up. Uh, I've been, I, I host a room on Clubhouse called, the Clubhouse is called Break Open to Awareness. And right now I'm sharing with my group uh, some sacred power episodes that Caroline Meist did. I'm not sure if you're privy to who she is. No, I've never heard of her. Um, So she created the book called The Spirit of the Anatomy. It goes in depth um, to help show you how the the social problems that that you have, we all have, right? Um, Yep. Are directly connected to which chakra? And she also uh, does a cross-reference for um, the seven sacraments and the Kampala so understanding that it's like all connected in some way shape or form and and having the having the grace for you to accept that you know what I got to talk a lot because I got a lot to say and uh I heard, like this a lot of this information that you were experiencing was over in the past 6 years and, you know, that's that's uh, definitely in alignment with what a lot of people were experiencing six years ago. Uh, in that time frame, a lot of people were being forced and pushed to be awakened. And uh, I, I recently just started accepting my spirit name. I always accepted my spirit. Uh, growing up, I just used to call it authenticity because whatever... God, people were talking about back then. I was like, I don't know, <laughs> but I knew that I I knew that the God that I felt within me was was uh, divine and righteous, and was calling me to be authentic. So I I just listened to that call for a majority of my life, and then it came to a point to where I was like, all right, I need to, I really need to figure out how to encapsulate my infinite self for people to be able to even identify with uh and that's when uh spirit brought me the the vedic history and i came into learning about mahatma and how mahatma is here to free the conditioned souls and uh it's our great soul that liberates us so mahatma isn't just specifically you know for there's only one it's just like christ you know there's many people that have the ability that to raise their consciousness to the christ behavior and and it's the same thing for mahatma as well and i feel like we're both looking we're all looking to to balance both of it learning to be compassionate and at the same time learning to be impersonal to that compassion so that we can still elevate in in our ability to ascend and that is so true like we have so many things that we have to um like there's like all these these you must you must do this you must do that you have to do this you should be doing this you should be doing that and just being able to just sit quiet and just listen to what is it that your soul is telling you that you need to be doing and and being able to get that 
insight and that connection. And, um, and when I share, that's one of the things that I do often is that I'm coming from that place. And so um, in August, my dad passed away and leading into his, um, his death, one of the things that I was doing was sharing my experiences and what was going on for me and what was happening for me as we were going through this transition of having to say goodbye to him. And, um, and even still to this day that I still continue to, to share and, and provide insight as to what my perception is, what it is that my experience has been and, and what it is that's happening for me and, um, and my insights and my views and, um, not everybody shares my views and I don't expect people to all agree on everything that I see or anything that I, um, that I view or what it is that I'm expecting. And so um, other members of my family who have been going through that same scenario or going through the, the because we all went through the same process. Um, however, our experiences are completely different. My experience and my connection with my dad, my experience and my connection with my spirit, my experience and my connection with my dad's spirit is completely different than everyone else's. And so, and I don't expect it to be the same as anyone else or what it is that's going on. And so, um, so like even just connecting with spirit is that, um, so my dad had passed and the, um, and at the moment that my dad had passed, I needed to go out to the um, out and out of the house and go and speak with the, the doctor who had been present and having that conversation. And as I had turned around and looked is that we had the, um, a pigeon that was sitting on top of the house. And the fact that there's a pigeon on the house is really like, uh, it's not a pigeon, sorry, it was a dove. And having it sitting on the house is really not that miraculous. It's like, okay, well, that's nice. Except for that, the, um, the doves had been coming around, but they stopped coming because of the pigeons. And so, um, so they had, they had, a, they had had a couple of pairs of doves that had been coming for years since that they had been in that house and they'd been in that house for like 11 years. And so one of the things that happened was that when I turned around and looked, I saw one lonely dove sitting on top of the house and I looked back and went, Hey buddy, I haven't seen you in a long time. And then all of a sudden this big, huge whoosh of love and light and connection was that that was my dad coming to tell me that he's okay and that he's moved forward. And to this day, my mom has still not yet seen the dove come back. The pigeons have been around and the rest of the birds have come around, but the doves have still not yet to come back. So I know that that was my dad's spirit coming back to say, hey, we did it. I'm good. And I've now moved forward and I'm not in pain anymore. And so um, and so my shares and my my perception and my ideas some people think that's completely wacky and completely off the wall including some family members but for me it's like that brings me peace and that brings me comfort to know that that our connection with um each other's souls that we have that ability of being able to do that oh my gosh yes that's that's so pivotal for us to be able to really start bonding with that we don't really have to experience loss for too long. We just have to give it reverence. We have to give it enough time of attention for reverence to set in. And I feel like that's why people's grief uh, stays longer than, than it's supposed to, because it's waiting for its reverence. And um, 
and instead of getting it people become riddled with it because it's it's at your front door like what are you going to do with me what are you going to do with me and most people just take it and coddle it and and cry with it forever and it's like I don't think it's meant to do that to you it shouldn't take you off of your ascension ascension is going up and if grief is pulling you down or keeping you stagnant it's definitely not the point of that it's definitely for us to transition through our moments and to uh, be able to reflect more. Uh, One of the things like uh, I can share about my spirit connection. So I've been working on, you know, learning to create ways to show reverence, to represent, to, to relieve the spirit. And I don't know if you've ever heard of those like floating lanterns. Yes. The biodegradable one. I made sure that I got a, our friendly one (laughs) (laughs) and it was my new year's eve party and i don't know if you've ever experienced someone with your same name and like being friends with them but i had kinship uh with another my birth name is marjorie so marjorie died um and it was it was very weird for me (laughs) going to Marjorie's funeral Um, (laughs) (laughs) and then uh, the funeral people confused me with being Marjorie and I'm like no 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 I don't go in the front not that Marjorie (laughs) yeah (laughs) but um I had for my for my New Year's Eve party I think it was only a couple of weeks since she's passed away and I was like I want to send a light uh the lantern up to help release her energy to move on to the next plane and let her know that, you know, she's done here. Do you know that that thing fell over and the light fell out? <laughs> <laughs> it was like Margie, Margie, cause we call her Margie. It was like Margie slapped it. It was like, I didn't say I was done yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's what are I, you doing? That's all I heard. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Okay, Marge, you could stay. You can help your, <laughs> however you want to feel comfortable to stay here. And I definitely, I definitely feel her push and her pull. Um, I love my ancestors. I love my spirit guides. I am looking for more and more ways for us to be able to engage with death because death has been avoided like the Black Plague and it's really something that's unavoidable. There, there's versions of ourselves that are dying every day, every moment. Yep. You know, and we actually end up grieving more when grief comes into the situation because we don't get to pick when we open the floodgates for any emotion. And any emotion that's been waiting to come out it's going to come out. So I, I've often started letting people know that uh, if you're a person, if you're an avid crier at a funeral, you are most likely being really selfish because, and selfish to yourself because you don't allow yourself to grieve enough and you hold in all your grief and then you give it to the person that's passing away or that has passed away. And then that's putting a lot of weight on that person's ability to able to even move forward. And this is a channeled message through spirit. I don't think about these things that much. (laughs) (laughs) 
the ancestors be like, I got some time. I got some time. I'm going to share. So, and it's, it's understanding that we need to alleviate our grief. And by being able to engage with spirit more and hear our spirit messages, because spirit is here to help us transition and to remove that layer, you know? And to help us uh, create a question. The purpose of us being in humanity is really for us to bring reason to our consciousness. And being in a pure conscious state on that God level, you're not going to be able to bring reason because you're going to know everything. So how can you reason the knowing of everything? So we have to, like, coming into this earthly form allows us to really be able to seek relationship with our self-spirit and be vulnerable enough to bond with others that are able to speak their spirit sense as well. If that makes sense. Yes, it does. And, and that's one of the things that, um, so I do a lot of of work with my clients that is group work. So I do see people one-to-one, but I, I do a lot of group work and, and it's simply because of that fact that us being able to bond together to be able to find some sort of common, um, ground or some different, um, scenarios or some different um, situations that we've been in or are experiencing that allows us to be able to have that connection of not being alone. And so that's one of the things. So I have people often that say, well, I don't know if I want to be able to do the group stuff. And, um, and my response is always give it a try because the, um, the connection that you actually get to make with others. And that's one of the things that happens all the time is that they become just like sisters, they become just like that connection of um, being able to have that ability of um, coming together and supporting each other and, um, and being there for each other. And when we do, um, so I do hot seat coaching with my, with my, um, with my groups. And one of the things that will happen is that I will be talking about something or, uh, or well, it'll be somebody's experience, but they'll be coming up with whatever and the information that we share, that the techniques that we use or um, the situation that happens, each and every time there is someone else in the group that says, hey, their scenario is not the same as mine, but those feelings are exactly the way that I'm feeling. And I can actually still use those te- techniques to be able to tap into those emotions. And because a lot of us stuff our emotions and we don't want to talk about them. We don't want to cry about it. We don't want to... Um, to have to deal with them they, they hurt they bug us we they they're not comfortable and being able to allow us to be able to open up and and using those emotions and sharing those emotions and experiencing those emotions in a safe and productive way like obviously if we're really angry about something we're not going to go around smashing things because that's not effective or productive um, but we can go and find a couple of rocks together that we can actually smash together um, we can go and um, take some pebbles and throw them into the water, or we can um, we can actually burn right out whatever it is that we have to say um, in whatever words that we need to say, and then take it and burn it so that we're not harming someone else by saying things that we should probably be a little bit more gentle about. And so, like, there's lots of different ways of us being able to still tap into that energy of being able to have it released. And the more that we can actually release, the, fur- the further and the freer that we actually become. And so when we get stuck in whatever it is that we have going on is because there's something, there's a part of us that needs to heal. There's a part of us that needs to have that release. And 
I like the messaging that you were talking about, about the, um, the having to jumping it on someone else. We knew we need to be jumping it on ourselves so that we can release it so that we can carry it and so that we can move it forward. And so, um, one of the things that we have um, in, within our culture is that we use tobacco as a sacred medicine. And so um, we actually take the tobacco. And so when somebody is having something that's going on and, and something heavy is happening, is that one of the things that I will actually, actually say is to the person is I'm laying my tobacco down and laying my tobacco down is um, putting it down onto mother earth so that it can actually be then carried to the spirits and um and then they take it to whatever that higher power, that higher being, that higher whatever it is that you believe um, it to be. I always refer to it as the universe for me. And so it takes it back to the universe. And then universe will actually send back whatever it is that we need in this moment. And so um, it's just we have a number of different rituals that people do or that um, different things that people will say that allows us to be able to just have that spiritual growth. my i uh i love how like the second you paused <laughs> like 12 30 sparked and i'm like uh getting all of these dings like spirits like yes 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 we do that we do that we do that um i don't know if y'all heard the the bell ringing in the background <laughs> i didn't hear the bell ringing i just got silence and i was like oh, oh did i lose connection Okay, good. That means that hopefully the, the group didn't get it. But I'm going to ring a bell since we got all of that ringing. <laughs> you finished like on the uh, half an hour, which is like, you know, in alignment. And yeah. I like to take those as cues. Uh, you know, being spirit led, it really leaves you up to, I don't know what's about to happen, but I'm going to do it though. <laughs> <laughs> and I think sure that's really funny. I had a, um, I, I pull cards for people and, um, and I had one person that we were doing a session together and I was called to call to pull and it was lots of cards. Like, cause normally it's like two or three cards, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe seven yeah. cards or whatever. And so typically that's all it is unless I'm doing tarot, but the, um, but it's just like, just kind of like, what are the messages? And um, I had been seeing this client for some time. And one of the things that she had said, was that um like so we're, we're looking at the cards and both of us are completely dumbfounded we're like i have no idea what this is supposed to happen i don't know yeah, not getting those messages. i just knew that i needed to pull all these cards and they they were definitely for you i just don't know what it is and so i took the cards um took the cards and set them aside and said i can't put them away because there's still a message in here and i don't know what it is and, um, and sometimes I will get messages that I don't know what they are. And I just put the cards away and, and all finished. But for this one here, it was that spirit connection of like, I need to keep the cards. I don't know why I need to keep the cards. And then, so I had them on my desk for some time. And then I kept, um, different times I'd knock them over or like I'd, I'd shuffle them or like I, they'd end up being moved over. So then I took the deck, I took the cards, put them back in the deck and then set the car, the deck sideways. And that was a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that um, we ended up doing is, and then this person ended up calling me and saying, okay, like, I really need to book a session. Um, this is what it is that's going on. I had a family member who had passed away. And so we were actually doing a coaching session. So we were actually having a, um, 
a life session together. And so we were going through whatever it is that she needed to deal with at that particular time. And then just before we were finished, it was like, you need to go get those cards. And I was like, okay. So then, and I always listen. So like, if I'm getting those nudges, I just listen to the nudge. I stopped questioning the nudges. And so then I went and pulled out the deck and so pulled out the cards and I'm like, I still don't know what it is that that means, uh-huh. but if um, we have these different things that are actually going on, this is what it is that I need to be doing. So then I pulled the cards and when I pulled the cards, I um, pulled the cards back out. Cause again, they're still sitting at the top. And I said, I don't know if these cards are going to mean anything to us now, but let's take a look at them. And so then we went through, and all of it was all about um, she had lost a, um, a sibling to literally two months to the day before oh, these cards. Hard. And it was like, and then when you go back and you look at, um, and the um, funeral was actually going to be on her birthday and her grandfather passed away on her birthday when she was three. And so um, all these different messages were from her grandfather about this particular situation and what it is that's going on with this particular event that is happening with her brother's death. And it was like, oh my God. And like, I've got goosebumps just talking about it. And it's like, oh my gosh, like seriously, like, so two months ago, three months ago, we had absolutely no idea what any of these messages are for. And like literally to the day, two months to the day is the messaging that her grandfather was actually trying to get her to prepare for, for um, what was coming up for her. And it was like, Oh my God. Right. So it's incredible. And spirit will come to us, whichever way that spirit comes to us. And when we're listening, the messages are clear. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like you're, you're, you're being like spirits amplifier for me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's times when I'm shuffling cards and I'm like, I like to shuffle. And then sometimes the cards want to come right out and I'm like, I'm not done shuffling. Let me finish. And then um, my partner uh, would, would catch me sometimes, um, one of my tribe partners and he would catch me and he'd be like, so you're not going to leave that out. And I'm like, so I, I started leaving certain cards out um, if they're coming out. And if I still feel like to keep shuffling, I'll still do that as well. And um, being able to just be uh, confident in what spirit is pulling you to do uh, takes a, a consistency and determination and that and that's why having a group helps us because when we have a witness it it just really sets us on a higher pillar of being able to continue uh, that story because a witness means that someone else now has the story and they can continue it with or without you yeah so we want to always make sure that the witnesses are getting to share our most authentic version of ourselves because they're going to share whatever they get to see and um wow spirit has really taken over this conversation because (laughs) where did the time go i know (laughs) so and it really is and and like you said like we didn't even have like what kind of the conversation what was going to happen and and how is that going to happen to unfold and when we just trust in whatever the pro we just trust in the process just trusting in the process sometimes yes we do need to um to be a little bit more um goal oriented and figure out what it is but 
even when we have to be goal oriented is still trusting that process and just listening to whatever it is that we need to be able to listen to. And so, um, and, and allowing that to be able to come up and whatever it is, and really being able to have that, that ability of just that connection and, um, and doing what is right for us is extremely important as well. Right. So. Yes. This has been uh, definitely filling and bonding. I, I feel like I bonded on a deeper level of spirit with you. So I appreciate you for that. <clears throat> and I would like to end us out with uh, just giving a little bit of uh, one or two empowered tips to help our audience uh, feel more open to engaging in a group setting or at least with their spirit more. So one of the things that um, I think is like really important to be able to set is, and we hear this statement all the time about putting ourselves first and setting boundaries um, and, and, and having those together. And so putting ourselves first allows us to, um, to be able to set those boundaries in whichever way that we need them to be. And so that it feels good for us and that it feels comfortable because a lot of times we're always focused on what other people are going to think and how are they going to feel and what is it that's going to happen. And, um, and if we can actually just set those boundaries, putting ourselves first, and it doesn't have to be anything big, just being able to start small. So I think that's probably one of, I think that's one of the most important empowered, um, empowered tips that I can give today is just being able to trust in that process. And the other one is, um, I would be remiss not to say it, so is take what you need and leave the rest. So anything that you and I shared today, if that didn't resonate with anyone who was listening, is take it or leave it or take a portion of it and make it your own. Whatever it is that you need to have is really, really important in terms of what um, what we've said and what we've, we've talked about as to whether or not it resonates or doesn't re resonate and, uh, and, and then bring that then brings us full circle back to being able to put ourselves first. Thank you. And I'm going to uh, uh, share my empowered tip is start doing some research and for you to take the step forward is for us to be able to want to identify with different styles of unfolding, um, there's a lot. There's a lot of uh, authors coming out now, especially myself. I have the ebook called "The Spirit Message: Connecting Your Mind, Body, and Spirit." But also, there's Caroline Mice who speaks about the spirit, the anatomy of the spirit, which is by far one of my top picks that I tell everyone they're going to want this. Like I'd be remiss if I don't tell people about that. I love my ebook, but I also love this anatomy of the spirit. I really feel like they really open you up. My ebook uh, helps you to get connected in journal writing function to speak to your body and your spirit, bringing those two together because they need to be in unison instead of being split minded. Mm -hmm. So just creating more ways to hear your spirit uh, is going to help us. So find some more silence, enjoy alone time, because that's when we get real vulnerable, knowing that I'm alone and I like it. And with that being said, Roly, please share with the audience, how can they find you? And if you have anything to announce, please let the group know. Okay. So, um, I was saying that you can find me on, um, Facebook, Instagram, um, and so I go by Roly Allaire Holistic Life and Wellness Coach is how you can find me. And 
Um, but I also have a website and it is rollyallaire.ca. So R-O-L-L-I-E-A-L-L-A-I-R-E.ca. And um, one of the things that I have is, um, is a program called Soulful Life Hacks. And so um, I have many different programs as well, but I have uh, Soulful Life Hacks opens up quarterly. And, um, and during that time, people that want to be able to join and help navigate through some of the um, situations that we have going on in our life so that we can connect with spirit or so that we can connect with our own divine self or our own soul and be able to have that exponential growth um, while connecting with other beautiful souls that we have um, those connections with. And so um, the, uh, the next opening date will be in December and, uh, and then it won't reopen again until March. And so, um, but yeah, so I'd love to be able to have anybody who wants to be able to explore that and, and have that connection. Thank you. And I will make sure for those of you to please go check out the description below because all of that stuff will be there. We just wanted to make sure you heard it first and then you get a chance to read it. Uh, and if you're looking for yourself to get more empowered tips, you can definitely check out my YouTube channel. It's called Elite Motivation 411, where you get the best of Mahatma and her self-realization conversation. And for that, we are complete. Thank you so much. Much love and light. Everyone, see you on the next episode of EM Healing.